Welcome to the No Fear Podcast of First Presbyterian Church. My name is Bob Fuller, Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas, with your No Fear Word of the Day. Welcome to the No Fear Podcast. This is, again, Bob Fuller, pastor of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas, and we are so glad that you are here with us today. Again, today, as has become our custom, we are going to be interviewing one of the great team members at First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, and today it is my pleasure to welcome to the podcast Carrie Everson, who is the director of our Young Adults Ministry and Ministry to Women. We are so glad that she is here with us today. She is such a great inspiration on our staff. She is a a calm, steady presence and just a wonderful thinker and leader in our team. And so we are glad that she's here today. It's it's fun to have you. Carrie, welcome. We're glad that you're here on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. You know, it's fun because I, I actually met Carrie, first of all, as a member of an adult Sunday school class I was teaching. She and her husband, Charles, were in that class. And I always knew it was going to be a good class if they were there. And, and Carrie, because she also has a seminary education, I could always look over to her and kind of gauge if what I was saying was correct. I knew if I was either too far <laughs> off base or if I was on base. A lot of times, depending on on the expression on her face, it was always kind. But if she if she winced a little bit, I knew maybe I'd crossed a line. So so I always appreciate <laughs> having Carrie in the room because she is a graduate of Gordon Conwell Seminary, and it is wonderful to to have that kind of expertise on our staff. So I've already introduced you a little bit, Carrie. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, just where you came from, about your ministry before First Presbyterian Church, about your family, and what you're doing right now on the on the team at First Presbyterian. Sure. So I grew up in um, first in Oklahoma, and then got to Texas as quickly as I could in middle school, and um, have been mostly in Texas since then. Um, I went to a small liberal arts college called Austin College, and had always planned my whole life to be an elementary teacher. Um, but while I was in college, I got involved in a college ministry. And um, right after college, I uh, had a big change of plans. As I prayed about um, God's direction for my life, I felt him calling me into ministry. And so I very timidly said yes. I had a lot of fears about it. Um, speaking, since we'll be talking about fear today. And um, But I followed God's call and um, was in college ministry for five years. And then went to seminary and um, felt called um, really before seminary and during um, to enter into um, inner city ministry. And so I came to San Antonio to start a site with an organization called Servant Partners. And I was single at the time. I started the site. um, And during that time, I um, joined the young adult ministry at First Prez. Um, I was attending another church where I was partnering in my ministry, but I would go to the young adult community there 
to have fellowship with other people my age. And through that, I met my husband, Charles, and um, we were married almost 10 years ago now. And we now have two daughters. And um, eventually, I decided to take a break from ministry to be a stay-at-home mom for a while. And it was during that time that I was um, still really felt called to ministry, but wasn't sure um, if I should look into it now or wait until my kids were a little older. And my plans at the time were to wait until my youngest was in kindergarten. Um, but she was about two at the time, and I kept seeing this um, uh, advertisement in the bulletin saying, you know, they're looking for someone to do young adult ministry. And I kept thinking, that's a really great, that'd be a really great fit for me. I would really love to do that kind of ministry, but this is just not the right time. And someone also took that position, and it just kept being in the bulletin week after week after week. And eventually, um, I felt God was saying, you need to pray about this. You need to think about whether that person is you. And um, long to make a long story short, I ended up applying for that position. And now I've been there for more than a year working with young adults at the church. And um, I love working with this age group. And it's just been such a blessing. Um, challenges as well, balancing ministry and family. But overall, it's been a huge blessing. I didn't realize that you and Charles met in our own uh, FPC Young Adult Ministry. That's really cool. I didn't realize that yeah. origin story. That's very cool. Yes, I use that to encourage the single young adults all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and you just you just finished uh, you just finished teaching a Sunday school class about about singleness and dating and things like that, didn't you? I did. Yes, and I was married much later in life in my mid thirties, and so. It's a passion of mine to encourage people who are single and want to get married that God has a plan for your life, and um, He loves you and He cares about your desires, and you just need to wait on His perfect timing. You know, Carrie, I began my career as a young adult uh, minister, and one of the things I discovered early on was that people have different definitions of young adult. Basically, everybody defines themselves as a young adult if they, you know, within about five years of their own age. So I, you know, I still think of myself as a young adult and I'm 51, but that's not really your target group. Who's, who's your target group, Carrie? So, um, my target group is mostly recent college graduates. Um, we have people from ages 18 to about 35. Um, but the bulk of the people that I serve are between the ages of about 22 and 30. So they're mostly just out of college, getting started in their careers, and just going through those major life transitions of figuring out who they are, what are they going to stand for, what do they really believe in, what is their lifestyle going to be like, um, who are they going to associate with, who are they going to marry, um, they're you know learning about their career path and you know whether they're going to stick with that or do something else. So it's a lot. It's a it's a time of great transition and can be a time of great uncertainty and doubt as well. What What's your ministry like? I mean, in terms of programmatically, and then and then I've got a, just a couple questions to ask you re- related to young adults, um, millennials. You know, we hear so much about generation issues, and I just want to ask you a couple questions about those, but just tell us about the the nature, the programmatic side of what you do. What kind of offerings do you all have for young adults? Sure. So our most well-attended 
program that we have is Monday Night Bible Study. Um, that meets on Monday evenings. And normally we meet um, over in the student center and we have um, Bible teaching led by usually either me or Mitchell. We're also training up some young adults to take some turns teaching in that as well. Um, and then we go into small groups where we have discussion on the passage and prayer together. Um, currently, of course, we're not meeting at the church. And so we've been doing that over Zoom. And Zoom has this great feature where you can do breakout rooms. So we still do the teaching all together as a large group. And then we put everyone into small group breakout rooms and they can go um, be with their small group and pray together as well. So we have the same format, just a very different way of doing it. Um, and in addition to that, we have a Sunday school class, which also has been meeting on Zoom, and we kind of switch topics periodically. We do series anywhere from six to ten weeks, um, depending on people's interests and where we perceive that um, people are really needing um, growth or needing to learn about something or something that's just really relevant um, in some lives. And, um, and then besides that... Um, uh, a lot of our young adults are involved in our um, men's and women's ministries. So we have a lot of them that are a part of tribe as well as a part of this group and other um, women's events that we have. Um, and then we also do a lot of discipleship. So one-on-one -on -one and group discipleship, just meeting up and asking questions about what's going on in their lives and applying scripture and um, prayer um, through those times together. You know, everybody from sociologists to marketing executives are paying a lot of attention to the different generational cohorts nowadays. Um, and I want to sort of drill down on that idea for a second. What are you seeing with uh, the young adult age group, with it, you know, your, your, your group that you serve? What are you seeing uh, in that group as they are responding to this COVID-19 crisis? I mean, what what are the particular challenges that they are facing? What are the, you know, maybe what are the points of tension and angst for them? What are the things they're seeing as opportunities? Is there anything about the way they're dealing with this crisis that maybe speaks to, to their character and maybe could encourage the rest of us, the other generations in the church? Yeah, so my first reaction to your question is, um, I see mostly the positive in their response. Um, mm. One thing that I think might even make this, not for all of them, but for some of them, make this transition a little easier is that they're used to connecting in non-traditional ways, you know, using technology and um, social media and all of those things. And so in some ways, they're more... Um, accustomed to it than some of the other mm -hmm. age groups are. And right. so it's a little more natural for them, feels a little more like a way that they're already used to having community. Um, and then I would say also that um, a lot of them, I've been very impressed with, they're not as me-centered as um, a lot of people say they are, but I don't, I don't <laughs> see that. And I think even less so than my generation. Um, they, they're very focused on, okay, i a lot of them, fortunately, um, still have a job, they're working from home, they have everything they need, and they're saying, what can I do? How can I serve other people? And we've been able to give them a lot of different ways that they can serve in the community through, um, you know, providing cookies, um, providing meals for um, one of our foster families and our other families who are having babies. 
um, all kinds of ways that they've been able to reach out, um, even as they're at home and unable to serve physically. And um, so uh, all in all, I would say um, their response has been, I'm fine, I'm counting my blessings, and what can I do um, to serve those around me? Wow, that's awesome. And and of course, you came into the ministry, into young adult ministry, after taking a, a, a season away from ministry and just being a mom, doing that wonderful work. But, but before that, you were in really service ministry, urban ministry, working with servant partners. How, how did those two sides of your life merge, especially in a time like this? If your young adults are wanting to help people, where are you finding real value in that past experience that you've had? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's been part of why, um, or part of my whole process of discerning whether God was calling me to this position is, um, you know, most of my life, I've grown up very privileged. I grew up in a, you know, middle upper class family. I've always had everything provided for me. I went to a good school and I just, I've had so many blessings. And when I started um, learning, it was really after college, um, I started learning about the injustices in our society and, um, you know, had this experience of spending a summer living in an inner city neighborhood and just seeing up front what people's lives were like, it completely transformed me. And I knew I would never be the same and I would never be able to just go on with my life the way that it was. And so um, it was actually when I left uh, Servant Partners, kind of a difficult process for me. It was a grieving process. And I wasn't sure how do I take all of these things that I learned all these years serving in this context and apply it um, to my current life. And when I when I felt called to minister to young adults through First Prez, um, to me it seemed like a natural connection because they do have that openness and desire to serve others. Um, and so it has been great. Like last summer I took a group of young adults and more seasoned adults from our church out to serve in the neighborhood on the east side where I used to serve. And it was just this beautiful picture of my world coming together and me still getting to invest in these people in this neighborhood that I care about so much and also getting to help um, people from our church understand better um, what people's lives are like just a mile away from the church and the kinds of struggles they face and to see their hearts open up and them to have a desire for um, people on the east side to know the hope of the gospel. And so there's, I think there's lots more to come, um, but I do feel like God has called me to be a bridge between the two communities and to give people opportunities to build relationships on both sides. Well, that's excellent. Well, Carrie, this is the No Fear podcast. And so I'd like to ask you, what is your no fear word of the day for us? Yes. Um, so I thought about this a lot. Um, I honestly am a person who, have, who has dealt with fear a lot in my life. Um, when I came out of college and went into ministry, I alluded to that a little bit before, I was terrified. Um, I just, I had a lot of fears of public speaking. I had a lot of fears about my performance and if I was going to be good enough. And yet I felt like God was calling me. And so one of the passages that was really meaningful to me during that time was um, from Isaiah 43, um, specifically verses 1 and 2. So I'll just read that. It says, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. And so this passage um, was meaningful to me then. It still is now. Um, but I think at that time, remembering that God had called me, um, it doesn't just say he called you. It says he called you by name and mm. you are mine, that right. I belong to him. Uh, and then also that no matter what you go through, you know, rivers and fire and all of these things, you will not be consumed. You will not be overwhelmed. Uh, so, and I think, you know, with what we're going through right now, this is especially um, encouraging because there's so many, so much uncertainty, so much that we don't know. We don't know what the next three, six months, even two years are going to be like, you know, we've been through some challenges, but we don't know what's still coming. And to, to remember that um, God is with us, that he's called us, and that he will not allow these things to overwhelm us. Um, brings a lot of comfort. You know, you're dealing with uh, a group of of folks in our church, a community of folks in our church who have just been through some big life transitions, graduation from high school, graduation from college, first time in a new job, maybe. Uh, maybe they've just been married or are contemplating marriage. And then to to pass one more test to, to to go through one more trial. I mean, do you feel like like the like the group, the community is really supporting each other and and how are they really reaching out to one another to to give encouragement and and hope to one another? Yes, um I I've been really encouraged by how they're reaching out to one another. Um one of the things that I feel like has been beneficial about the Zoom um, doing the Bible study over Zoom is that with these breakout groups, for some reason, it seems almost more intimate. Maybe it's really? because when we meet, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was, I, I was just, I'm just going to make sure we collect the royalties for the Zoom commercial. But yes, when we meet over Zoom, you know, when we meet normally on Monday Night Bible Study, there's the distraction of all the other groups in the room and everything, and so there's something more intimate about these groups where there's no one else around. And we can kind of take our time. And I feel like um, it's not just my group. I've heard from the other groups that people are opening up more. They're sharing more deeply. Um, they're um, connecting with each other. And a lot of the groups are texting each other throughout the week and checking up and seeing how they're doing. And so I've really seen them come together and um, reach out to one another. And a lot of times I'll call somebody to see how they're doing and they'll let me know that someone else called them this week too. And um, so it's just been really great to see how they're there for one another. And, um, and, you know, and we have had some who are having a hard time, but I think they've experienced um, feeling by a community. You know, you, you are, you're on this road. I still consider you a young adult, but you're still, you're still a base <laughs> ahead you. of these. Yeah, absolutely. But you're, you, you know, if they're coming off a home plate, you're, you're at least on first base or, you know, if they're on first base, you're on second. I mean, you're, but you're not that far ahead of them. What's the, what's the challenge there? Just being a mom, being a wife, being a young adult minister, and then dealing with, 
with young adults and 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 helping them to process the stuff they're going through. How's how's that challenge shaping you in this crisis? Yeah, so um, I'll say first of all that it's such a joy. I love you know one of my passions is walking alongside people in discipleship. Um, so I love taking the time to hear their stories, to hear what they're wrestling with to offer words of encouragement. Um, So that part for me is not a struggle. It's pure joy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the struggle for me is figuring out how to balance my family and my personal life and ministry. And um, I, you know, there are times when I feel like I'm not doing any of them well because they're all, they all could be all consuming dogs, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, And so it's, it's an ongoing challenge, but the thing that keeps me going is every time I feel like, oh, this is too much. I don't think I can do this. God will send a scripture or a person or um, just in the silence, just this feeling of encouragement to remind me, I have called you to this. It was very clear. I wasn't looking for this. You know, this job, this uh, position in ministry came up. It was in the bulletin and it just kept being there. And I was putting it off and putting it off. And, it was so clear that God was the one that was calling me. And so he keeps reassuring me that he will sustain me. He will give me what I need to be able to do these things. And um, I was telling someone the other day also about parenting. I think it's so easy as a parent to feel inadequate or to feel like we don't have what our kids need. And I was encouraging someone else and saying, you are the parent that your child needs. God God called you to be that parent. He didn't call someone else. And so he will equip you to give them what they need. And so I think those times when it does feel overwhelming, I just have to go back to what I know to be true and meditate on those things. Um, But honestly, I have great joy in all of them. It's just having that balance and finding the rest um, that I need recharge. Well, Carrie, I definitely believe that that God— has called you to be at First Presbyterian Church, not only for this season, but in this role. Thank you for responding to his call. Thank you for giving us your spirit and your love. And thank you for answering that ad in the bulletin, because obviously you were the one that God had picked out for this job. It didn't matter who else we interviewed. He was holding that spot for you. And thank you for being on the No Fear podcast today. Well, you're welcome. It's been a joy and a privilege. Thank you for being with us again for this No Fear podcast. Please join us for this and our other daily podcasts throughout the COVID-19 crisis at fpcsanantonio.org. Until next time, I'm Bob Fuller of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas. Be not afraid. God is real. Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is with us. God loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He has a position for you on his team and a place for you at his table.